This is VOA News by a remote. I'm Diane Roberts. Authorities identified a 44-year-old British national Sunday as the man who took four people hostage at a Texas synagogue for 10 hours before an FBI SWAT team stormed the building, ending a tense standoff that U.S. President Joe Biden called an act of terror. Police say the suspect was shot and killed after the last of the hostages got out Saturday night at Congregation Beth Israel near Dallas. The FBI said in a statement there was no indication anyone else was involved, but it didn't provide a possible motive. The FBI says the hostage taker was specifically focused on an issue not directly connected to the Jewish community, and there was no immediate indication of any broader plan. It's not clear why he chose the synagogue. Former Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko says he's returning to Ukraine to fight treason charges, even though he views them as politically motivated. Poroshenko spoke Sunday at a news conference in Warsaw, hours before he is to fly Monday from the Polish capital to Kiev, Ukraine, where he is to face the allegations in court. This comes as Russia has built up troops along the Ukraine border, and the United States has voiced concerns that Russian President Vladimir Putin might be planning an invasion of Ukraine. A Somali government spokesperson was wounded Sunday in an attack by the al-Shabaab jihadist group, though his wounds are not serious, the prime minister's office said. Sunday's attack came a week after Somali leaders agreed to wrap up parliamentary elections by February 25th, following repeated delays that have threatened the stability of the troubled country. Witnesses confirmed the attacker pressed himself against the car before a loud explosion was heard. He was killed in the incident. Al-Shabaab has claimed responsibility. This is VOA News. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been questioned by senior civil servant Sue Gray, who is investigating allegations of lockdown breaches, the Telegraph reported, citing sources. Johnson has shared what he knows with Gray ahead of publication of the report as early as this week, the Telegraph said. The prime minister has been facing backlash for not following rules during the pandemic as he attended a gathering at his official residence during the first coronavirus lockdown in the UK. Tennis superstar Novak Djokovic flew out of Australia Sunday after a court upheld the government's decision to cancel his visa capping days of drama over the country's COVID-19 entry rules and his unvaccinated status. The unanimous ruling by a three-judge federal court bench dealt a final blow to Djokovic's hopes of chasing a record 21st Grand Slam win at the Australian Open that starts Monday. In a roller coaster ride, the world's top men's player was first detained by immigration authorities January 6th, ordered released by a court January 10th, and then detained Saturday again pending Sunday's court hearing. Djokovic said after the ruling he was extremely disappointed. The 34-year-old Serbian had been granted a visa to enter Australia with a COVID-19 infection December 16th, providing the basis for a medical exemption from Australia's requirements that all visitors be vaccinated. Austria will become the first European country to make COVID-19 vaccination mandatory for adults in February. Chancellor Chancellor Carl Nehammer said Sunday, acknowledging that it was a sensitive topic. Nehammer said those who didn't comply would face a hefty fine. To date, 71.5% of eligible Austrians have had their shots, several percentage points below many of the country's EU neighbors. The World Health Organization said Sunday a UN-backed program 
shipping coronavirus vaccines to many poor countries has now delivered one billion doses. But that milestone is only a reminder of the work that remains after hoarding and stockpiling in rich countries. The WHO has long criticized unequal distribution of vaccines and called for manufacturers in other countries and to prioritize COVAX. Retired Brigadier General Charles McGee, part of the pioneering all-black Tuskegee Airmen during World War II, died Sunday, his family said in a statement. McGee was one of the Tuskegee Airmen's most decorated pilots. He flew 409 combat missions spanning World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. He was 102 years old. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said on Twitter, quote, Today we lost an American hero, end quote. 